630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Well, it is the Rams in control against the Cardinals, and they just got a defensive touchdown. Kyler Murray was being dragged down in his own end zone, so obviously worried about giving up the safety, so he kind of made an awkward sidearm, almost underarm throw to a receiver on the two-yard line, and the ball fluttered up in the air, and the Rams picked it off and scored a defensive touchdown. So it's 21 nothing for the Rams halfway through the second quarter in the NHL in the third it's 3-1 Islanders leading the Flyers after the first 2-2 Predators and Blues earlier Avalanche beat the Wild 4-3 in a shootout Timo Meyer had five goals for the Sharks in a 6-2 win over the Kings Red Wings beat the Sabres 3-2 in overtime Dylan Larkin had the game winner Arizona wins over the Canadians 5-2 the Kraken win at home in a shootout 3-2 over the Blackhawks Oilers next game is Thursday, 5.30 face-off show, game at 7, right here on 6.30, Chet. Okay, uh, Kellen, what's uh, going on on the can ham line? Mm, yes, uh, John texts in and says, it seems that some fans don't understand the term no cap space. I'm not very smart, but I do know when my checking account is empty. I laughed at that. Uh, I, right. I hear a lot of get this guy, get that guy. If we had cap space, we would already have a number one goalie. I think Pete tied Ken's hands. Well, Koskinen uh, makes more than you would like, obviously, for a backup goalie. Now, Smith is kind of paid like a uh, backup goalie, but you're right. Could have they gone after uh, more of a true number one along the way? Fair comment. I also want to let you know uh, severe winter weather conditions. Ron from Red Deer mentioned this, but this has actually been an alert put out, is it not, Kellen? It is. An an emergency emergency alert. alert. Yeah. So uh, and maybe you've heard this already, but I want to repeat it because it's important for people to know. Severe winter weather conditions along Highway 2 between 41st Avenue, Southwest Edmonton to the south of, so basically from Edmonton to Red Deer, uh, impacting travel in both directions, heavy snow, icy conditions, strong winds causing blowing snow, dangerous driving, and whiteout conditions. And uh, some of the highways and roads may be closed without notice and you're actually instructed not to even travel in this area basically highway two between edmonton and red deer and you can go to 511.alberta.ca to get up to the up to the minute uh, road conditions and route information so highway two basically is they're recommending you don't drive on it so that's how bad it is out there right now. The Oilers practice today, as I mentioned, a lot of emphasis on sort of battle drills, one-on-one in a small space, two-on-two in a small space, as we welcome Blake Dermott to the show. Blake, I'm curious, from your illustrious career as a football player, and, and the schedule in football is obviously so much different, but were there practices uh, that were more grueling, or did coaches have their their kind of go-to more competitive type drills that they wanted to get in, get in if the team was struggling. Um, I, I, I don't think, I mean, the two sports are completely different. Um, you, um, 
you have so many days, and especially with the way the rules are now, but it's, but it, and you have so many days to be able to, to insert stuff into your, your game plan. And um... Hello? We lost Blake. Okay. <laughs> the suspense is killing me. Where's Blake? We'll get him back on the line. Sometimes that happens. Uh, Blake's so... Okay. okay. Blake's, uh, can you hear Blake's me now? back. Don't, don't press the button that says hang up. I didn't. I could hear you the whole time. Okay. We got you back. Yeah. So you're saying that, that, you know, obviously the sports are totally different. So I was kind of asking about uh, what would constitute a, uh, you know, a tough practice in a losing streak for football. Well, if it happened during a bye week and you were having some issues, then then you could you could anticipate that there would be some physical practices, uh, and that's the way it uh, uh, it was. But I mean, generally speaking, uh, you know, if you were having a tough time, your maybe your first couple of practices in the week were a little bit more physical, but then you had to be ready to play the game, so you couldn't. You couldn't. Uh, it was all about timing, and, and the same thing with what the Oilers got. They they don't play for a while, so there was uh, you know things like bag skates and that kind of stuff. They, that didn't happen so much, other than maybe training camp. Or as I said, if you're going through a buy uh, uh, period of a season, but uh, um, it is just it's just so different. You know, you uh, you tried to be motivated. You tried to get guys to be. You know, when you had an opportunity to be physical in practice, you tried to you tried to pick up the physicality and. And, uh, and a lot of times it's about just not making mistakes, you know. So, so it's great to run around and beat up on everybody and, and uh, have those kind of, you know, uh, those kind of practices. But if you're still making the same mistakes, uh, you're not getting anything done. Uh, and speaking of mistakes, that is a perfect transition because I just mentioned the interception Kyler Murray threw from his own end zone that gave the Rams a touchdown. He has been intercepted again. Blake, I, I've never been a quarterback, obviously, and I imagine there's a certain level of panic when you're going to get sacked for a safety, but I suppose you got to know to to eat the ball because two points is better than seven against you, and that's what happened on that play. Yeah, that's uh, that was just a, a you know a young guy making a bad decision because I, I I mean he still is a young guy in the league, but uh, you know a lot of pressure. Try not you know you're down by 14 points and you're just trying to save a play, make something happen, and. And, uh, yeah, you know, and uh, if he had a chance to do it all over again, he'd take the two points. I'm, I'm sure he'd kick the ball away. Uh, it was uh, just not a great decision. And then, and then you, you, you talked about the interception that, they, that the Rams just got, but they almost had another one two plays before that where the ball went through the receiver's hands, went into the defensive back's, the defensive back's hands, and then the receiver turned around and pulled it out of his hands. So, I mean, it was a situation that the Cardinals are just making all kinds of mistakes right now. And, and uh, you know, maybe it is a whole bunch of nerves for them. Uh, yeah, I, I know there was maybe some anticipation that this one might be a down to the wire shootout. It does. I, I know it's the NFL and anything can happen, but it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like that at all in, in this game. I mean, it just doesn't. And I, I've only come in half watching cause I'm on air, but it just, but I've looked over, I haven't seen the Cardinals doing much. Yeah, no, it's it's um, it's one of those things where they you hope that as as a cardinal and a cardinal fan, you got uh, four minutes to go in this first half that you get a big play, you do something, you, stay, you, you maybe you get a get some points on the board and go into halftime to to be able to see uh, uh, or maybe uh, turn turn things around. I mean, we saw that in a couple of games this this weekend uh, where you know teams were down 16 points and you know came back and or in the in the last little bit. 16 points and came back and and got back into the game gone into overtime last weekend you know those kinds of things happen and they still can but you, you can't get too far away you can, cardinals can't let the Rams score again 
What was the best hit of the weekend? Was it the umpire on Dak Prescott yesterday? <laughs> uh, that is that was such an odd play, you know that uh, the, the the umpire is running up to be able to touch the ball to reset the ball, and in the end, he uh, the clock runs out and they don't get a chance to run a play. Um, so uh, you know things happen in sports and and that's just one of those things you just shrug your shoulders i bet you there's uh hundreds of people who said i've never seen anything like that happen again and and i've never seen anything like that happen but uh but stuff happens in games and uh you know when whenever you put yourself into a situation where you've only got seconds left in the game you got to be really worried that something out of your control is going to be able to uh, affect it and and that's what happened to the that's what happened to the cowboys what did you think of the the Cowboys going with a quarterback draw with just 14 seconds on the clock? Like, was that a was that a good risk, or did they was that just cutting it too close? Well, no, I I, I don't think it was a great call at all because of obviously what happened. Um, you know, they they said that they practice that all the time. They go through that whole process, and and uh, you know they would have been left with one second left. I mean, you gotta you gotta keep in mind what what was going on. I mean, the Cowboys are going to come up to the ball 14 seconds to go. You know, they're going to be facing you know four guys rushing the quarterback, and everybody else is going to be at least 15 yards back. The first line of defense is 15 yards back, so they're going to give you that anyways. And, uh, and and they're going to take away all the stuff to the sidelines so you can't get out of bounds. So whether you throw the ball or run the ball, you're going to get 15 yards, and then you got to do the same thing anyway. So so it, it, they, as I said, they put themselves into a situation where they had little choices, and, and the one that they chose didn't work out for them. San Francisco has been an interesting team to me, and, and, I, and I follow the Niners, I would say, relatively closely because they're in the same division as the Seahawks, who I cheer for, and, and actually two of my really good friends cheer for the 49ers. Um, they, they had some disappointments along the way, some games where I thought, man, oh, man, like, who, who is this team? But, boy, they got some speed. Like, whether it's Debo or some of the other guys, uh, Blake, like, I, I just feel they can get a – get the guy uh, the ball and, and they have some guys who can just fly once they get the ball yeah they and and that's what you're gonna you're gonna see in playoffs now you the, the teams that are having the most success have have guys that uh, can can move have got good receivers they got good speed they got you know a, a quarterback that doesn't make uh, enough mistakes to cost them a game and, and garoppolo didn't play a clean game in that i mean there, there was a, a period in that game that got dallas a chance to get down to, to at the end of the game to win it um because of mistakes that were made so uh they're not. Uh, I, I was happy for the 49ers. Not. A, I've never been a big uh, Dallas fan. Happy for the 49ers. And uh, but uh, you know, I, I, all these teams going into the next game it just gets tougher now. It gets tougher every game going to the next one. Well, I'm really looking forward to that game between the Bills and the Chiefs. And the Chiefs were uh, trailing on a defensive touchdown late in the first half. I believe it was 35 points in 11 and a half minutes late in the second, early in the third. They are one of the most explosive teams I've ever seen. Uh, and, I mean, look, he got, you got Andy Reid, who's always had good offenses. And, it, it, like, it's interesting to me because, um, you know, I just had a caller call in about, you know, Dave Tippett and some coaches. Did they get set in their ways? And then I look at Andy Reid, and he's just like, well, Mahomes, yeah, if you can throw it underhand. Uh, <laughs> back into the pile and we'll get a touchdown let's call that play i mean they're so interesting to watch well and and a couple of things i mean the touchdown pass to the offensive lineman the uh the underhand shovel pass uh uh for a touchdown the one thing that uh that andy reed has always been is 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 not afraid to be creative but i mean 
think about where he's the most creative. It's in situations where, you know, you're, you're down in that scoring position and you, uh, and, and, and then of course, Kelsey going to quarterback and throwing a touchdown pass. I mean, right. that, it was, it was like they were toying with him. You know, it was, uh, it was one of those things where it's, it's kind of fun to watch. They, uh, they are uh, exciting that way. And, uh, and, and, you know, as a player, you love playing for a guy like that because players love to have a trick play and a trick play that works. And it's easy to run trick plays when you're, when you're running the score up like they were at that point in the game. Well, yeah, and they just seem to come at you. So, And, and let's face it, I, I mean, I know they expanded to seven teams and, and, hey, it's six football games and now there's a playoff game on a Monday night. But, like, the number seven seeds were – pretty much outclassed I, I mean that buccaneers eagles game 31 15 whatever i mean it was basically a 31 nothing game did, did you learn any anything at all about the buccaneers from that game like do you, you know what no. i'm saying like they crushed them yeah yeah um it, it was just it, it was it was fun to watch the old guys you know gronkowski uh <laughs> and <laughs> and and Brady, of course, you know, just seems ageless. Um, but the one thing about the, that Tampa Bay team is they have such a great defense. Now, it's going to get a lot tougher for them, obviously, because they, they've had so many of their receivers get dinged up. But the uh, whatever it is, it, it was interesting to listen to Arians after the game say that, you know, the one thing about Tom is if you give him enough time, he's going to tear you apart. And and he's, he's there isn't anything that uh, that he's has not seen in this league over all these years. And the interesting statistic was that uh, they talked about how many uh, playoff games he's won since he turned 37. Mm-hmm. I think he's at 17 or 18, and the next closest guy uh, a total is only at 16 games. So so he is he's won more games after 37 than the rest of the guys have won. All, you know. Total. So it was uh, it was an interesting thing that uh, it was fun to watch him play. A little disappointed um, uh, with the way the the the, pa- uh, the Pats season ended, but not surprised. I thought that Buffalo teams you know struggled early this year, but uh, they uh, were the class of that division uh, for the last couple of years. And and uh, um, I think that uh, you know again it's going to be it's going to be tougher for them playing in that weather. I thought they uh, they they played a really sound game and and just outclassed the Pats. You know, th- there are so many interesting numbers with Brady. And if you look at, uh, I mean, 20 seasons in the NFL, I guess the one year he got hurt in the first game. So maybe I guess you kind of don't count that one. But he's played 46 playoff games. Like, that's three regular seasons on top of everything. <laughs> like, so, yeah. some guys, some NFL players, and even CFL, it's like, oh, they played 11 career playoff games. And it's like, oh, wow, that's a lot. He's played 46. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, that, it, it just every time he steps on the field it's just amazing you know i i uh um I, I i i love watching him play i know there's an awful lot of people that don't like him and the fact that he wins all the time i get all that i understand it but but even the people that don't like him got to be impressed with his level of compete and his level of uh, uh play that he is still able to to muster up every time he gets on the field you imagine you know at that age i mean i I I, uh, I I just can't imagine being able to perform uh, at the age that he is and to perform, perform as well as he does. Uh, and then you look at a guy like Ben Roethlisberger, you know, who at 39 years old played his last game, and uh, you, know, you watch those two men, you know, they're not even, you know, Brady's what four, six years older or five years older, but yeah. I, I would say they're of the same vintage. 
But uh, you just watch the way Brady throws the ball and the, the way Roethlisberger was was uh, uh, hand grenading that ball uh, at times because he just the motion just wasn't there, the strength wasn't there, and and uh, and it just it, and, and Roethlisberger playing 39 in this sport, at 39 years old in this sport is still unbelievable. But uh, but to compare the two guys, you just wonder where the where the fountain of youth is that Brady's found. All right. Uh... If you could only watch one game coming up this weekend, and I know you're going to watch all four, I, I, I won't be able to watch much on Saturday because like, to me it's Bills-Chiefs. What's the feature game for you? Yeah, no, I, I, I think I agree with that. I think Bills-Chiefs is going to be a good one. Um, and and uh, with respect to watching games, it might be tough because I'm going to be down in Phoenix and I'm playing golf with uh, with uh, some ex-teammates of mine, uh, oh, wow. Larry Ruck, Rod Connup, and uh, Tom Richards. Um, we're we're heading to Phoenix. Uh, Rod's already down there. I'll be I'll be leaving. The rest of us are leaving on Wednesday, and we got a bunch of rounds of golf and Barrett Jackson on Saturday. So we're we. <laughs> it would have been nice to, uh, and I'm sure we'll try to make some time for some football. But uh, but we might be on the course when all that's going on. <laughs> Who, who's the best golfer of that bunch? Oh, uh, Larry Ruck is the best golfer, but he also throws his clubs more than anybody else, and we typically. <laughs> We typically run a pool to see how many, uh, you know, how many times Larry's going to throw his clubs per round, and uh, and uh, and Tom Richards is a pretty good golfer too. I mean, he was the uh, past uh, uh, president of the uh, the Derrick Club, and of course, he's on the uh, the Elks Board of Directors, uh, and it looks like that uh, he's going to be the new president of the Board of Directors uh, come the next season. So, uh, but he just had uh, surgery on his back, uh, so this will be the first time he's played. It's he's been swinging a club for two months, so he's he's ready to go. <laughs> All right. That's awesome, Blake. Hey, thanks a lot for checking in. Always enjoy chatting. uh, And, of course, we're going to have a lot of football to talk about all year long here on Inside Sports, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks a lot, Reed. That is Blake Dermott. uh, Checking in. Always enjoy chatting with him. And, yes, it is 21-0 for the Rams with 42 seconds left in the second quarter. We're going to call a quick timeout here. Inside Sports on Chad. Oh, more leopard. You're rolling tonight, Kellen Kennedy. What do we got on the can ham line? Oh, text coming up here. I got to just open the window. Just give me one second here, Reed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, what we have on the text line is, uh, let's hear from Mike. He says, if he had Tippett's ear, I would get him to even out the top three forwards so everyone stays engaged. Uh, his lines, how he would uh, pitch them to Tippett, would be Perlini, McDavid, Cassian, Fogo, Dreisaitl, and Pugliarvi, Hyman, RNH, Yamamoto. Give McDavid uh, time killing penalties to give him more minutes. He'd be a terror to deal with on a fast break. That's the second person to suggest McDavid on the PK. I, I don't see that happening. Um, that's an interesting suggestion to actually give him more minutes because I think we're trying to cut back his minutes a little bit. So that I, I don't think they're going to use McDavid on the on the on the PK personally. I, I know what you're saying about the speed and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but he doesn't really get in the shooting lane much and and stuff like that. Greaser texts in and says he's always uh, liked uh, Perlini. Hope he keeps going. Uh, maybe Stalock can come back soon. Any updates on Alex Stalock? Uh, he's he cleared waivers, so he'll join Bakersfield. And I think we just got to see how it goes. Hopefully, he makes a comeback because obviously he had a pretty serious condition for sure. Okay, I think we're done for the night. Uh, Oilers will be back at practice tomorrow. 
And Bob Stoffer will have Oilers now from noon to two. We'll have another edition of Inside Sports from six to eight. Really appreciate you tuning in. Now halftime in the football game, 21-0 Rams leading the Cardinals. A couple of hockey games going on tonight. The rest were matinees. The Islanders have won 4-1 over the Flyers. And the Blues lead the Predators 4-2 halfway through the second period. Barbershev with two goals tonight to get to 15 on the season. Thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.